The Hard Shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. Now, it's that time of the week when Tom Dunn joins us to talk about the week in music. So first up, let's take a listen to this. Now, Tom, that was Thin Lizzy and we played that because Philomena Linnett, the mother of Thin Lizzy's Phil Linnett, has died very sadly at the age of 88. Tom, a woman of huge resilience, I think everyone will agree. Yeah, she. Um, I was talking to Niall Stokes about her earlier. I think he's going to talk to me on the show tonight. And uh, a woman kind of of her time in a way, you know, a teenage pregnancy and had to go to England and in England was put under, under enormous pressure to give up the baby and very resiliently stood up to that pressure and said, no, he's my, he's my child and I'm keeping him. A lot of racism coming her way with mm. that. And then Phil came over here to be raised uh, in Crumlin by one of her relatives, or her mum, I think. And um, then when he started to become famous, their paths started to cross because she was running a hotel in England, which was famous for bands staying in it. So Thin Lizzy became one of the bands who mm. be staying in her hotel. And that sounds like it was an absolutely crazy place. Uh, Slade and all the bands of the day. And some of the criminal underworld in the hotel as well. But uh, when she had him, she was so young. So when he started to become famous and he was so young, it was almost like brother and sister, the two of them together. They had a really fantastic relationship any time you saw them together. And even after, just the way she would speak about him, the way she's written about him. She was absolutely mad about him. Mm. And he was absolutely mad about her. And you'd go to gigs in Dublin. He used to do this amazing thing with his guitar, his bass guitar. He had like a shiny plate, like a mirror plate. And he'd get one of those super trooper lights to shine on it. And then he would reflect it back into the crowd. Oh, really? And he'd always pick her oh, up really? in the crowd. That's good. Like, There's me ma in tonight. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was brilliant. So they were lovely. And I, I met her a few times, went out to her house. And she was just so... Uh, vivacious and flirtatious as well. I had a certain person from the station with me and she was saying to him, um, are you spoken for? <laughs> okay, you have to tell us who that was. Simon. Simon Tierney. Really? <laughs> yes. She was very impressed by him. And, uh, <laughs> I totally yeah. didn't think that you'd tell me who that was. You have to laugh. Um, not the, you know, Simon is a very you know, attractive man. Indeed. But uh, she just had this vivacious thing. Do you know what she did? I was in a piece on vinyl records and she has had uh, Phil's original vinyl collection and he was big into music. So she was showing it to me. And she lent loads of it to me. She said, bring them. I know you'll bring them back. I know oh, I can really kind-hearted. One thing she gave me was the acetate, which is the test pressing of Live and Dangerous, their big, huge live album from mm. 1978. And I was at home and I was thinking... I can't believe she's given this to me. And it has handwritten notes from Tony Visconti, the producer on it, to Phil and Caroline, his wife at the time, wishing them a happy Christmas and then technical notes on the album and what's on it and what's not on it. And she was just very generous and very good. And she was a lovely woman to spend time with. And lots of people knew her, didn't they? Like she kind of came to national prominence. Yes. Everyone knew Philomena Linnett. They did. When he died in 86, she kind of got involved through Hot Press in doing lots and bits and pieces. There was a Phil Linnett New Band Award they introduced and she did lots of pieces where she'd meet the bands and she was very giving of her time with people and she was a superstar as well. So bands were delighted to meet her and spend time with her. She was very giving and very, she loved the whole life. She was she was more showbiz than he was. 
and I can safely say that if they're together somewhere now, she's giving out to him. She would say it time and time again. What he was doing with drugs, honest to God, I'll kill him. That's gas. And she was also played a massive part in getting the statue put up on uh, just off Grafton Street, didn't she? She really spearheaded that. Yeah, at the time, people didn't really want to know. Uh, the idea of a, a statue to a musician seemed frivolous, mm. really. And she was saying oh, there's nothing frivolous about him. He's a really important writer and he should be... He deserves his deserves place it, there in history. His yeah, and it's funny, but since then we see lo- lots of them starting to appear now. The one for Luke Kelly and yes, stuff. Yes, two of them. Seems, exactly. Seems one for each side of the city. It seems like a much more natural thing to honour these people and, and recognise what a huge part of their lives they are. Okay, so Philomena uh, Linnet, may she rest in peace. Now, Tom, uh, what is your album of the week? Let's have a listen to this. Now, Tom, that was There Goes My Miracle by the legend uh, Bruce Springsteen. Many of our listeners will indeed be Bruce uh, fans. He is one of the most enduring musical icons, I guess. Um, will they love his latest release? This is going to bring them onto a new level of love for Bruce Springsteen. This Can it go to, yes. any further? The, absolutely, this rounds the journey off. Okay. Him. It really does. Why so? Uh, I think he's a man who's always written about being on the road and and the road taking you away from wherever you are, and often in cars. And at this, you get more of a sense of him actually walking those roads and smelling the roses and drinking the coffee. He just seems to be at a point in his life where the road isn't going to take him anywhere. He's aware of the fact that it's more of a metaphor than an actual escape. And he's talking about that, but he talks about it so unbelievably beautifully. I think he is an absolute bona fide genius. There's no question about this. And there was controversy about two years ago when Dylan won the Nobel Prize for Literature. I think they should give it now straight away to Bruce Springsteen. The way he writes about America and Americana is like nothing else on earth. Nobody has managed to capture that in music the way he does. And is it unusual that he writes an awful lot about like working class Americans, but yet he's a very successful, wealthy rock star, but yet he manages to do that, I guess, very like authentically. He does. That is his gift. That really is his gift. Um, you don't need to walk in somebody's shoes to be, if you have sensitivity and insight to be able to imagine what and life, empathy, I guess, empathy, yeah, mm. to imagine what life is for, like for them, and that is something he is able to do in spades. He does it time and time again. And this album, it's called Western Stars, and initially I thought that was a reference to just the stars in the sky, but it's not really. It's a reference to how. Hollywood in particular in LA has created these stars in our lives that we kind of live by and and it's a kind of a tribute to that wonderful romantic world that they've made around us that we live in and it's such a part of our lives and it is the music Glenn Campbell and the songs of Jimmy Webb and people like that uh, so it's a little tip of the cap to all of that but it, it's really beautifully catching just um, America and people in America and journeys you go on and the lure of the road the, the lure of, of you know packing up your troubles and heading off and mm. America just has that vast continent but kind of reflecting to you can only go so far in it and you can't walk away from everything And is there any standout track in it that you like I think it's called Sundown or Sunrise I don't have the notes in front of me for that. I think it's track 7 blew me away and it puts me in one of those situations where I'm allowed to listen to it but I'm not allowed to play it to you just yet 
And it breaks my heart because I'm thinking when you hear this, you're just going to melt. Nobody ever has a bad word to say about Bruce Springsteen, though. He's, he is a bit sacred, isn't he? He is, but, but for the right reasons. It's funny. He talked in his autobiography about part of the reason why his gigs are so long is he says that he needs to have that connection where just something happens that is really special for him. And he says, for me, it takes a while for that to happen. I have to be on stage for a good while. And then suddenly there's a moment where I know I'm not... I'm not just, you know, projecting. I'm really connecting with the material and, and audiences recognise that. And I don't think, I can't think of any other band that does it. Any other band. You go along to them and you know it's great, it's really good, but just that moment where you feel the song means as much to him now as it did when he wrote it. He always produces that, every single gig. And that's, that's unique. It really is. Do deserves- some people find it self-indulgent though? Not Bruce Springsteen fans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more the middle of the road people yeah, might. Most of like, them. Shut up, Bruce. Come on. It's Play the music. Thing. You can go to his gigs and go off for an hour to <laughs> and the come bar. Back and he's still talking. <laughs> and you won't have missed that much. You know, there will be still loads for you. Okay, we're going to move on uh, to the gig, uh, uh, your gig of the week, and we'll have a little listen to this. That was The Chain by Fleetwood Mac there and we're playing that because they are due to play the RDS tonight. Uh, Tom, it's the first time they're playing without guitarist uh, Lindsay Buckingham. Is it the real Fleetwood Mac then? Well, we could talk about that for the next three hours to tell the absolute truth. No, it's not quite. Okay. You know, you're you're definitely missing a linchpin. Lindsay Buckingham was really responsible for reinventing them and that led to the Rumour album, the Rumours album, which is one of the greatest albums of all time. He is the fly in the ointment for that band. He, he still annoys them as much as he's ever annoyed mm. them. And that's just the nature of, for me, creativity. That, that, you know, sparks fly and those things. So I don't think you're quite getting the full uh, full Metal Jacket version of, of Fleetwood Mac. But you're getting something very close to it. Fans will enjoy it, though. It is tonight, isn't it? It is tonight, yeah. And there's enough to it, I think, um, to to blow you away. Now, controversially, Neil Finn from Credit House has replaced him. I say controversially because you just can't look at him without thinking, there's Credit House on stage. What are we looking at? But they've so much much time together, so much track record. You will see Stevie Nicks, who is a genius on stage as well. And the old band, who've been Fleetwood Mac since the mid-60s. Um, it is brilliant and it is again once in a lifetime chance who knows when you'll get to see them again I'd say the same Velton John is on as well tonight they were so spoiled for choice this night Absolutely this, this summer in general incredible. though I think there's a lot on um, Fleetwood Mac still really popular do, do they manage to sort of win a new and a younger audience or is it sort of a lot about nostalgia for people It is nostalgia and there's nothing wrong with that but I think I think Spotify and, and the way people listen to music these days is opening up a new audience uh, my daughter before she could write, it was stealing my CDs and sitting down on the internet and typing in the words The Chain. Really? With Mac, The Chain, and watching videos of them. The Chain actually um, appeared on the Guardian of the Galaxy soundtrack. So that as well will sort of bring it to a whole new set of ears, I guess, when things like that happen. Yeah, I think social media and the way we listen to music these days is kind of taking the best before dates off stuff. I think people are discovering music from the 40s, 50s, 60s and just going, wow, this is amazing. This Mm. is really... They recognise that great performance that they might hear in Beyonce or Ariana Grande and they hear that same kind of brilliance from people who did it 40 years ago and they just appreciate 
appreciate the brilliance. So people will be hoping that the rain stays off because it's the RDS, isn't it? I'm sure Fleetwood Mac will have a deal with God. <laughs> I'm sure they do too. That yeah, is tonight. Be safe. Fleetwood Mac, enjoy that if you are going along. Now, Tom, your tip of the week, what is it? Martin Scorsese has released a film about Bob Dylan. It's called The Rolling Thunder Review. It's Bob Dylan from 1975. He went on the road after an eight-year break, probably after his motorcycle accident, and he had this idea to play very small venues and have a rotating group of musicians around him that includes people like Roger McGuinn from The Birds, Joni Mitchell is there and Jack Elliott. Mick Ronson from David Bowie's band is playing with them as well. And it's sensational. It is just, there is so much to it that will stop you in your tracks. There is a very young Sharon Stone backstage with her mother and her mother wouldn't let her go to the gig on her own and in, it, to react against this, she's wearing a Kiss t-shirt to let oh, her mother know. That's incredible. And uh, Dylan spots her and she's co-opted backstage and she's ironing Joan Baez's shirts for her before the gigs. And there's stuff like Joni Mitchell backstage and Joni Mitchell showing Bob Dylan her new songs and Bob Dylan being in awe of Joni Mitchell. It's, it's just insane. As he stuff. should have been. Absolutely. <laughs> they say she's the only person who can give Dylan a run for his money. Oh, very good. Yeah. So that is it on Netflix at it's the minute? It's on Netflix now and, and uh, Stephen Daunt outside was watching it and is raving about it. Well, we will take his recommendation. Absolutely. Tom Dunn, thanks so much for joining us on The Hard Shoulder, as always, with your music review this Thursday.